Get my pistol too, Cab. You got it, you ain't see it? No, I ain't got it yet, killer. Okay, now I'm on. So that Ben did that. That's crazy. It's a delay. Yeah, you know this app be fucking up. Let's pull people up. Let's get the pinging. We pull you up on stage. Let's get the pinging. Tell your friends that you in this motherfucker with some real niggas. We finna expose some house niggas. Yeah, y'all gonna hear about this for the next 25 years. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest Like a best for your Jimmy in the city of sex We in that sunshine state for the bomb and Tempe The state where you never find a dance floor empty and pimp speed On a mission for them greens Lean mean money making machines serving fiends I've been in the game for 10 years making rap tunes Everything's honey who's wearing sassoon Now it's 95 and they clock me and watch me Diamond shining, looking like a Rob Liberace It's all good, from Diego to the Bay Your city is the bomb if your city making pain Oh, for finger, it feel the same way Straight foot in town for California,
coach. Get them pings up. Get the homies on stage. Get y'all modded. About to have a real interesting uh, breakdown on this big U character and his involvement with the 77 precinct. And we're going to tell y'all why that is a direct violation in case some of y'all are in fact trying to defend uh, these documents that we will be presenting shortly. So I need y'all to start pinging up, follow some of the mods, start sharing the room. You just getting warmed up, so get your popcorn, smoke your weed, pop your bottle. We happy that y'all are here with us. This is the UOD, Unity Overrides Our Destruction. We stand on a path to uh, in a progression of our culture and uh to utilize our wits and our muscles to push the culture forward welcome to the uod hey it's only right can we get some nip or something man because we definitely finna represent for that nigga today Listening to music at the Maya Ruins. 
True devotion on the bluest ocean. Close. My cultural influence even revolution. I'm integrated vertically. Y'all niggas blowing. They tell me hustle, dumb it down. You might confuse me. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfucking shoes to. I'm a urban legend. South Central in a certain section. Can't express how I curb Justice, evidence of a divine presence. Blessings. Tell me down at times I seem reckless. Effort. Got an L but got an E for effort. Stress me. Dropped him off in the Mojave Desert. The left. Ain't no answer to these trick questions. Money making nip. Straighten out my jewelry on my bitch dresser. Well known. Flick up in jail clothes. Snatch a champagne bottle from Rico's till T-shirts. Whatever niggas. Play a chess, not checkers. Nigga 38 special for you clever niggas. See bro. You ain't living down by the street call. Been through all these motions up and down like a seesaw. I can never view you as my equal. Fuck, I wanna hear your CD phone. What up? Yeah. Go ahead and set it off. I'm gonna start getting this uh segue into Get... <clears throat> these videos. All right. Um I like to welcome y'all to the UOD. That's Unity Overrides Our Destruction. And we got a hell of a motherfucking show here today. You know what I'm saying? We gonna really break it down. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talk about they real niggas, but real is subjective. You know what I'm saying? What is real to you? Well, for the UOD, real is giving back to your community. You know what I'm saying? Bettering yourself first and you and your family so that y'all could be in a better position to help better position your community. 
So today, we got Big U, the house nigga, J. Edgar Hoover, Cointel Pro. You, a lot of people hear about Big U, partners with WAC 100 for years, right? You know the weird shit he bring, Cointel Pro shit, being suspect, we being stood against him, right? So now they fall out and they get the slanging shit mud. And look what falls into our hand, right? He he say that Keita, who is supposed to be big new you niece, but they're not blood related. I know Keita. You know what I'm saying? She used to fuck with the homie. So I'd have met her a couple times or whatever. But in any event, she sent him, sent Wack 100 this video when she was mad at Big U. Right? Oh, it's a whole bunch of selective politicking going on. What have you, what could you do for me today type shit? Right? But the video that we, that we get, the brother, uh, that Keita sent Wack 100, Wack 100 ended up, uh, exposing it last week. And, uh, it was the dude, uh, what was his name? A Wolf Star TV or something like that. Right. And shout out Wolfstar TV. You know what I'm saying? I was able to get the documents to, um, to validate the legitimacy of what was in the agreement, partnership agreement that Big U's nonprofit has with 77 division, LAPD. And I know a lot of y'all is, you know, from a different generation, a lot of beta males. Raised by your mom. Thank God she was around because a lot of our fathers wasn't there. She did the best that she could do. She taught you what she taught you. But that also left a void. You know what I'm saying? Um, a, a confusion, right? So when we get to talking about rats, you're going to get a lot of people on this app and in the world that's going to say, Oh, I don't care about rats. That's that street shit. Like, not working with the government and not working with law enforcement within the black communities stem and came from the streets, whether it's gang banging, selling drugs, the criminal lifestyle, which is furthest from the truth. So we going to get into some of these videos first so we could properly educate y'all on law enforcement, the inception of law enforcement here in the United States. Um, and their history in the black community so that y'all won't have no reason to try to justify and condone the bullshit that this nigga did also to put into perspective exactly what big you agreed to. You could go on no jumper and he talking about he was in jail. He studied this stuff. So you can't feign ignorance. You can't play dumb. Oh, my lawyers did that. I didn't know what was inside the contract. Well, a contract is a legal binding agreement. Just like a deal when you get in, in, in there for a criminal. The only difference is one is civil, right? Um, one is up for business. The other one is criminal, but it's binding nonetheless. So Stas, you let me know when you ready, man. Cause I don't want to do too much talking, but we, we finna bring y'all up to date and then we gonna get into these documents that we got on, uh, 
Big U's nonprofit, his partnership agreement with LAPD 77 uh, division. We will get into the intricacies of the contingencies required for the CIWs, um, which are the workers for the contractor. Contractor being Eugene, uh, what was his last name? It doesn't even matter, but the big U. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's the contractor. The CIWs are his workers. Um, and then that partner is the LAPD 77 division. So we're definitely finna get into that. And, uh, let's go, Stack. Let's get it. Uh, here are some documents, uh, documentary style videos on how police have formed in America. For those that don't know, you will get this information. It's, uh, it's on the internet. And um, you will see what their sole purpose was, what they originated from. Let's get into that. Parallel narratives about the history of policing in the North and the South. These stories share one key feature, the use of brutal force to control Black Americans. Policing in America started in the mid-1600s with the Boston Watch, essentially a neighborhood watch group. But some of the first police forces in the South were created to control enslaved Black people. They would come to be known as slave patrols. Almost all white men had to serve in these patrols. Their duties were written into law, like this slave patrol statute from Louisiana in 1835. Arrest any slave or slaves, whether with or without a permit who may be caught in the woods or forests with any fire or torch, which slave or slaves thus arrested shall be subjected to corporal punishment not exceeding 30 stripes. So the tying together early on, the surveillance, the deputization essentially of all white men to be police officers and then to dispense corporal punishment uh, on the scene are all baked in from the very beginning. The Civil War eventually brought an end to slavery in America, but for most Black people in the South, it didn't fundamentally change their lives. And by the early 20th century, the KKK would emerge to enforce control over Black citizens in the South. And this pushed millions of Black citizens to flee to northern, progressive cities as part of what would become known as the Great Migration. Police officers receive African-American migrants uh, in the same way that their white neighbors and community peers did, which is with contempt and hostility. When a white person throws a Molotov cocktail into a new black homeowner on a street that had previously been all Irish or all Polish or all German, the police come and they arrest the black family and defend the white mob. And this happens time and time. What the hell is that? Sorry about that. What the fuck happened? Let's go. (laughs) Criminalized over the past 400 years in the US. And he does that by telling parallel narratives about the history of policing in the North and the South. These stories share one key feature, the use of brutal force to control Black Americans. Policing in America started in the mid-1600s with the Boston Watch, essentially a neighborhood watch group. 
but some of the first police forces in the South were created to control enslaved black people. They would come to be known as slave patrols. Almost all white men had to serve in these patrols. Their duties were written into law, like this slave patrol statute from Louisiana in 1835. Arrest any slave or slaves, whether with or without a permit, who may be caught in the woods or forest with any fire or torch, which slave or slaves thus arrested shall be subjected to corporal punishment not exceeding 30 stripes. So the tying together early on, the surveillance, the deputization essentially of all white men to be police officers, and then to dispense corporal punishment uh, on the scene are all baked in from the very beginning. The Civil War eventually brought an end to slavery in America. But for most black people in the South, it didn't fundamentally change their lives. And by the early 20th century, the KKK would emerge to enforce control over black citizens in the South. And this pushed millions of black citizens to flee to northern progressive cities as part of what would become known as the Great Migration. Police officers receive African-American migrants uh, in the same way that their white neighbors and community peers did, which is with contempt and hostility. When a white person throws a Molotov cocktail into a new black homeowner on a street that had previously been all Irish or all Polish or all German, the police come and they arrest the black family and defend the white mob. And this happens time and time over and over again. They are policing the racial norms of white supremacy from the very beginning in the North. Black skin becomes equated with criminality. And according to Khalil Gibran Muhammad, the system hasn't fundamentally changed since then. He says that pointing out the problem is clearly not sufficient to fix the system because the problem has been known for a century. The evidence has been presented for a century. The recommendations for change, for holding police officers accountable, for charging them with criminal offenses when they behave criminally. It's a century of the same story playing out over and over again. It seems to me that's what's possible is recognizing that police officers and police agencies are incapable of fixing themselves. And so the question that has to be asked in the wake of George Floyd, and I think this question is being asked and answered by more white people than I've seen in my lifetime is, do white people in America still want the police to protect their interests over the rights and dignity and lives of black and in too many cases, brown, indigenous, and Asian populations in this country. Our whole country is waiting to hear the answer to that question. That was historian Khalil Gibran Muhammad. I'm Ramtin Arablui. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah. You can listen to this full episode of NPR's Throughline. That's one. <clears throat> So, brief intermission. Welcome to the UOD, Unity Overrides Our Destruction. As you can hear, you got white people telling you from the beginning of law enforcement in this country, they were slave catchers set out in duty 
to catch and even whip up to 30 lashes black slaves to keep blacks quote unquote in their place at the boot of white supremacy. This is what law enforcement in this country was for. They already got here. They already didn't took the land. They already didn't got all kind of contracts to do uh international trade in the ports in Arabia and Europe. So now since they already got the banks and everything that they got that they whole shit is established. Education, the whole script is established. So how can we maintain? Cause getting into power is one thing, but how do you maintain that power? Well, you're going to have a lot of people who's being oppressed, who's not benefiting from the system. And we're going to need law enforcement who were all white people had to do it. I think he said for up to 30 days had to play the role as part of law enforcement and they received wages as slave catchers. Keeping blacks on the boot as white supremacy. Our enemies. That part. One second. If the police are broken, when did they break? What year in American history did the police break? It seems really trite to say if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. But nothing illustrates that more than the history of policing. Policing, in one form or another, has existed since colonial days. In the form of night watches, local sheriffs, and militias. But it wasn't until the 19th century that northern cities such as Boston created modern police departments as we would recognize them today. These northern departments were not the first example of a uniformed, publicly funded law enforcement institution in America. By the time the northern colonies were afoot in the 17th century, the idea of keeping track of the most valuable asset in the United States, that is, enslaved Africans, animated much of what we recognize today as law enforcement. In the 1700s, the South saw the rise of official salaried slave patrols, whose task was to capture, control, and brutalize enslaved people. The initial acts that empower slave patrols and militias were acts that basically empowered all white people to surveil and punish all black people. These slave patrols were required to serve a tour of duty, usually up to a year, Individuals were compensated for their time, but they were also penalized if they did not show up for their required service. All white people, including white children, were expected to enforce so-called slave codes. These laws were meant to prevent enslaved people from organizing or rebelling. It was against the law, for example, for enslaved people to leave their plantations gather without a white person present, learn to read or write, or even defend themselves if attacked by a white person. After the Civil War, the 13th Amendment to the Constitution abolished slavery except as a punishment for a crime. 
the South immediately moves to exploit this loophole uh, by passing a series of crime bills known as Black Codes, which essentially criminalize all forms of black freedom. They criminalize unemployment by adopting these very broad vagrancy laws that essentially criminalize any black person who can't prove that they're working. Any African-American who challenges the terms of work, barters or brokers for a better deal, turns down a terrible offer, walks away from an abusive employer or a relationship with a landowner, by definition becomes a vagrant and by definition becomes a criminal. They could then be sold at sheriff's auction back to the very person who had just claimed that they were a criminal by virtue of not accepting a fair labor deal. This practice of convict leasing earned enormous revenues for the states who lent out their prisoners and huge profits for the companies using this prison labor in mining, railroads, and other industries. The new laws effectively re-enslaved those who had just gained their freedom and required new police to take over the former duties of the slave patrols. When you have black people serving in political offices for the first time, when you have black landowners in abundance, when you have black professionals, there are Reconstruction era judges, the stakes are even higher for this everyday performance of black subservience to white domination. It is the police who will ultimately serve that function of reminding black people, in many cases, their lower status in society. What we see is that that general way of thinking about race and thinking about disorderly people never really changes. It's kind of woven into the DNA. But it's not just because individual police officers are racist. It's because the institution was literally created to make sure that wealthy and powerful people could extract labor. Early police departments in the North had a similar goal to control labor and were notoriously corrupt. The police functioned as an uh, expression of political elites and powerful, affluent people who essentially wanted poor people to stay in their segregated slum communities. Police often functioned as enforcers of political machines, functioned one step removed from gangs. Police often worked in the service of business owners who were faced with growing unrest among their labor forces in the wake of mass European immigration and rapid industrialization. One of the best examples of this is the Pennsylvania State Police. The institutions that precede the Pennsylvania State Police are actually private police forces which are owned by people who are running coal mines. And their job is explicitly to control the workers who are trying to unionize for rights. The story of policing in the United States is the story of systems meant to protect and serve only a fraction of Americans. It is this history that many of today's activists point to when calling for the defunding or even the abolishment of police. The cops not protecting us, we gotta protect us. The ability to police crime or inequality or poverty or races or whatever was the social problem to be solved by law enforcement was always an act of political power and discretion. And it just so happens that African Americans have stood in that position for the longest of any other population. What the history does is it allows us to decouple the idea of public safety from the idea of police. What actually protects women from rape 
and from sexual assault, right? What actually stops people in communities, both black and white, from killing each other? What kinds of things actually help people who are mentally ill? Are those things police? And I think very quickly, once you reflect on that, you realize the answer is no. We have to stop saying police are broken. We have to say police are working and we need to create another institution to do public safety. Welcome to the UOD, Unity Overrides Our Destruction. As y'all heard there, more of the same. These law enforcement since its inception has been here to terrorize our community and to protect white supremacy. The powers that be, only a portion of this country's population, it from its inception was never meant to protect us. When you talk about public safety, that's non-applicable to us. Law enforcement comes to our community when was after slavery, they came with the vagrancy laws so that they could get the workforce for free up out of, you know, capitalizing off of the 13th Amendment um, once you convicted of a crime. So you get got a bad uh, employer. He, he beats you, he slaps you, treats you like shit. You want to leave. He calls the police on you and, and, and accuses you of breaking the crime, vagrancy. You go to these laws that were specifically designed to target you. So you've been targeted by the judicial system. And then you got the law enforcement who's going to uh, enforce it. It's only upon you guys, right? And now you're going to end up working sometime in while you're doing your jail term for the same employer that you quit your job for. It was still slavery. And if you if you get gathered around, they terrorized you. You couldn't group up and meet up in groups of more than four unless you had a white man there. Imagine that. Today, if you group up in South Central Los Angeles in a group of more than three, that's considered a gang. Whether you're gang affiliated or not, I'm talking about as a young boy. This is what law enforcement enforced in the 1990s, 1980s, and early 2000s. Not much of a difference, huh? Right. We got any more videos? Are we getting into this, stats? I just want to add on to that. And that's even in today's world, even in the workplace. You always notice how you might gather around your fellow brother or sister that looks just like you and your, 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 the boss and managers. Oh, what are y'all doing? What are, y'all, you know what I'm saying? They start getting nervous. They get nervous. That's just how they bred. That's just how they keep you in place. They always want to be in your business. They always want to be around so they can know what's going on and be able to study you. That's essentially what turns into COINTELPRO. A lot of what they were doing to push white supremacy 
is the same exact tactics that they implemented in COINTELPRO and taking down the Black Panthers or any revolutionary group that's set here on the United States. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think we're going to get into this uh, this big youth situation. Um, do anybody have any questions? Or, I got a or... question, bro. Go ahead. Yo, um, and I just checked in the room, so I don't even know how long it was open. So do y'all confirm that this shit is accurate or is it's just up for question. Well, I, it, in my opinion, I consider that an insult because in this room, we wouldn't sit here and just debate. We like to deal with the facts and we have the documentation to show that. The reason why we hold this room is to give people a full understanding of who and what we're dealing with. Yo, bro, I just put up like two minutes ago, bro. I just put up two minutes ago, bro. All right, would we'll, we'll go ahead and get your popcorn and uh and God give you two ears, man, so you can listen twice as much as you talk. It's a lot of stuff we gonna get into. Um to uh cause we keep receipts, bro. This the UOD. I know you probably been used to going to these other rooms on Clubhouse. They don't got the uh, authenticity that we we stand by since our inception. If there's no receipts, especially about putting a jacket on a person uh, unjustly. So I'm glad you asked that question. I get to read that. Wait, is there any more questions before I get into this? Because I, I, I'll be able to answer his question real soon. Okay, well, we'll get into it like this. Attachment one. Can I answer? Somebody in the matrix. Who is that in the matrix? It was pretty. It was probably. Oh, well, I just wanted to say hi to the. Welcome, pretty. Welcome, pretty. We finna get into reading this. Uh, I will hope that y'all pay attention. It's kind of long, but bear with us. But we definitely get into the meat and bones. Attachment one, gang reduction and youth development. Grid, scope of work for intervention providers. So when we talking about uh, the nonprofit organization, um, that Big U has, um, the grid is the program he adopted from LA City. Right? This is something that they tested. You could Google G-R-Y-D. Um, the police ran tests on other intervention programs and finally came with this. A lot of them ceased because they refused to, um, uh, allow law enforcement to congregate with them as they politic and try to find peace in times of hostility amongst different rival gangs. So, overview of services to be provided. These are the services to be provided. Intervention agencies that are contracted with the City of Los Angeles Mayor's Office, gang 
game reduction and youth development shall comply with this scope of work and the accompanying grid intervention services handbook attachment four. Failure to comply with this requirement will result in non-compliance and may jeopardize your contractual relationship with the city of Los Angeles. So just so y'all know, y'all go to a black law dictionary and you get the word shall. Shall is mandate. Not will, not should. Shall in a legal sense is a mandate. And it ha- and this is a legal con- binding contract. So yeah, they gotta do that. Scope of services, incident response, contracting, which in this case we got a signature of Eugene, which is big U, shall conduct 24 hour incident response coverage in and around the grid zone in an effort to reduce gang violence or other violent crimes as determined by the grid office. Contractors shall respond to incidents of gang violence and other violent crimes as needed in a manner consistent with the grid incident response protocol outlined in the grid intervention services handbook. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We all want to uh, respond to incidents within our community call our people and we all want to keep the gang violence down. Right? Key points. Contractors shall deploy Community intervention workers, CIWs, to incidents of gang violence. Contractors shall engage families impacted by gang violence. Contractors shall engage gang-involved individuals. Contractors shall maintain the triangle protocol with the Los Angeles Police Department and the grid office as described in the Grid Intervention Services Handbook, contractors shall complete incident response reports and log follow-up activities in the grid database system. Now, the grid triangle protocol, let me let y'all know what that is a little bit. Triangle, tri means three. That is specifically the CIWs, who are the community intervention workers, who are going into these uh, uh, gang uh, active communities and crime scenes, right, gathering information, right? Um, so you got them, you got the LAPD, and then you got the contractor. So it's a line of communication. When they say the triangle protocol, it's a line of communication between CIWs, the contractor in the office, which is Big U and his nonprofit, and the LAPD. Contractors shall complete incident response reports and log follow-up activities in the grid database system. So they're sharing this information that they get. B, community engagement and proactive peacekeeping. Contractors shall submit a community engagement and proactive peacekeeping plan that outlines strategies to engage local gangs, crews, 
proactively maintain peace via strategic activities, identify safe passage routes for elementary, middle, and high schools, and addresses gang violence in and around the grid zone. A template of the community engagement and proactive peacekeeping plan is included in the Grid Intervention Services Handbook. Two key points. Document active gangs affecting the zone. Whoa, 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 whoa. We all want the kids to be able to have a safe passage to the school. Right? Education is key, especially for the youth. And at 13, 14, specifically middle and high school in LA, a lot of y'all never gang bang or never went to LA. Those are real volatile years where different gang members got to go to the same school because of different territories. You got to be selective in what schools you go to, just where you live at, let alone if you're a gang member, because they're going to assume if you live over there, if you're not a gang member, that that's the gang you're going to pretty much end up being from, because that's how it works. So it'd be a lot of problems and uh bullying uh kids to join gangs or bullying them because they believe that they're from a gang that they might not even be claiming. So they want them to identify, develop, and implement strategies to engage active gangs, identify CIW gang engagement assignments, document the license to operate of each CIW in respect to the gangs affecting the zone, document the proposed peacekeeping activities in the zone based on gang rivalries and crime of violence trends, Document weekly safe passage routes at key elementary, middle, and high schools within the zone. The plan shall be approved by the grid office and updated bi-monthly to ensure the plan aligns with current staffing, community needs, and crime trends. Contractors shall provide a minimum of two proactive peacekeeping events in the zone for every 25 total clients that the contractor serves under his contract in a manner consistent with the grid intervention services handbook. Events shall be culturally sensitive to the local demographic and shall align with the violence prevention needs of the zone. C, client services. The contractor shall provide services as defined below to a total of 45 clients. The grid family case management model identifies two type, two client types, family case management clients and transitional clients. At least 70% of contractors assigned caseloads shall be comprised of family case management clients. Each client type receives a prescribed service model and contractors required to deliver services according to the grid intervention services handbook and scope of work. Contractor is required to deliver family case management services and log all service delivery information into the grid database system in a manner consistent with the processes and policies outlined in the grid intervention services handbook. Grid, A, grid, intervention family case management model. Contractor is required to implement the grid intervention family case management model and provide services to a minimum of 70% of its total number of clients. 
The grid FCM model is designed to take place over a six-month cycle of services divided into seven phases. Contractor is required to deliver FCM services and log all service delivery information into the grid database system in a manner consistent with the process and policies outlined in the grid intervention services handbook. Grid transitional client services. Contractors shall provide grid transitional client services, TCS, to up to 30% of its total number of clients. Transitional clients are those clients who require coaching and time to adjust to the specific requirements of the FCM model. The goal of these services is to prepare clients for FCM services. Transitional client services and referrals are intended to focus on immediate needs and short-term goals. These may include but are not limited to referrals to substance abuse, life skill courses, anger management courses, job readiness certification program, and tattoo removal. Short-term goals may include obtaining legal identification and other work-related documentation and enrollment in educational and vocational programs. Contractor is required to deliver TCS services and log all service delivery information into the grid database system in a manner consistent with the process and policies outlined in the grid intervention services handbook. Transitional client services are to be provided on a 90-day four-phase cycle for all clients. The four-phase cycle of services begins on the date of the initial client meeting, which is also considered the client enrollment date. CIWs are to take the lead in the delivery of TS, TCS. ECIW is to carry a minimum of four TCS clients at a time. They are responsible for conducting the monthly service meetings with TCS clients. Each TCS client must also have an assigned case manager. TCS overview, four phases, 90 days. This is 1-20-2017. Fourth Amendment to Agreement. Number C slash one two six four A eight of City of Los Angeles contract between the City of Los Angeles and Ex Offender Fellowship Network DBA developing options. This Fourth Amendment to contract number C one two six four eight eight Fourth Amendment is made and entered into by and between the City of Los Angeles, a municipal corporation, the city, and Ex Offender Fellowship Network DBA. Developing options. The contractor, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation with its principal placements in California. That's the contractor. Whereas, whereas the city and the contractor entered into that certain, entered into that certain city of Los Angeles contract number C126488, the agreement for the 2015-16 fiscal year whereby the contractor agreed to provide gang intervention services in the 77th Gang Reduction and Youth Development Zone, such agreement having a term of July 1st, 2015 through June 30th, 2016, and whereby the city agreed to disburse 2015 and 16 fiscal year City of Los Angeles general funds to contractor in the amount of $555,000. The execution of said agreement having been authorized by the Los Angeles City Council, CF number 150758. That was August 14, 2015. And whereas 
the Los Angeles City Council authorized the city's option to extend the term of performance for two additional 12-month terms, and that's CF 15-0758, August 14, 2015, whereas Section 201B of the agreement states that funding for contract extensions up to two additional 12-month terms will be based on the availability to the city of sufficient funds and upon the contractor's successful performance of all terms of this agreement. And whereas the city exercises first option to extend the term of the agreement for one additional 12-month term to June 30, 2017, and increase through this third amendment to the agreement. And whereas the city desires to exercise the second option to extend the term of the agreement for one additional 12-month term to June 30th, 2018, and whereas the city and the contractor are each desirous of amending the agreement to increase the total compensation authorized under the agreement by an additional $475,000 increase, and whereas the city through the mayor's office, the cop, top cop, mayor's office of public safety, which has been designated by the city to administer the agreement and project contemplated therein the co- and contracted desire to amend the agreement to uh, increase the contract's original allocation of funds as set forth in agreement and B, make such other changes as are required in connection with the foregoing all is detailed elsewhere in the Fourth Amendment and as authorized by the Los Angeles City Council. Now, Section 301. Now, if you see that, they basically making sure if this was a record deal, it was bad for the artists because the police dictated all the terms, all the options to extend. They gave Big U nothing except what they was giving him and his nonprofit organization. So, Section 301A1 of the agreement is hereby amended in its entirety to read as stated within the quotation marks in the following paragraph. The city shall pay contractor an amount not to exceed $2,352,000. Let me read that again for those who never have seen that many decimal, I mean commas. $2,352,000. For the complete and satisfactory performance of the terms of this agreement for the period July 1st, 2018 through June 30th, 2022. The foregoing rate represents the maximum total compensation to be paid by the city to contractor for all goods and services to be provided as designated by this contract, which shall also include all fees incurred and materials to be provided by contractor. Payments to the contractor shall be made in strict accordance with the city-approved budget summary expenditure plan, which is attached as Exhibit G. The following compensation is total of the plan expenditures of the period indicated as set forth and incorporated herein by reference with funding schedule as follows. 555000 555000 555,602,000 and then the 
77 I surge ambassador 85,000 for the total of the 2 million. The services identified in the scope of work of this agreement are subject to all applicable Los Angeles County Department and public health officer orders and all applicable city of Los Angeles COVID-19 related orders and ordinances. The agreement and its associated timeline and budget may be revised as needed in order to comply with said orders and ordinance. Employees of, of contractor and or persons working on this behalf included, but not limited to subcontractors collectively must be fully vaccinated and they may, may them all have to get their shots. We gonna skip that. Bam. Except as herein amended or modified all terms and conditions of the agreement shall remain unchanged and in full force and effect by way of this fourth amendment. The fourth amendment may be executed in one or more counterparts and by the parties in separate counterparts, each of which when executed shall be deemed to be of original, but all of which taken together shall constitute one of the same agreement. The parties further agreed that facsimile uh, uh, signatures or signature scan into PDF or signatures in another electronic format designated by city and sent by email shall be deemed original signatures. The Fourth Amendment includes five pages which constitute the entire understanding and agreement of the parties. You got Eugene Henley, executive director of the contract. Now, you got all of the numbers. It breaks that down. And now we're going to tell you the scope of the services that they work. Let's get a, let me drink some water, man. Let's get a reset real quick for the people. Y'all hear Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. It's the UOD. It's my guy, Deuce Sims. It's my guy, Stats 280. We breaking it all the way down to a bee's knees up in this motherfucker. It's the unity overrides the destruction. This is what we doing right now. Let's keep the conversation moving forward. All right. All right. Overview of services to be provided. Intervention agencies that are contracted with the city of Los Angeles mayor's office of game reduction and youth development shall comply with this scope of work and the accompanying grid intervention services handbook. Failure to comply with the requirement will result in noncompliance and may further jeopardize your contractual relationship with the city of Los Angeles. Contractors shall conduct 24-hour incident response coverage in and around the grid zone in an effort to reduce gang violence or other violent crimes as determined by the grid office. Contractors shall respond to incidents of gang violence and other violent crimes as needed in a manner consistent with the grid incident response protocol outlined in the grid intervention services handbook. Key points. Contractors shall deploy community intervention workers CIW to incidents of gang violence. Contractors shall engage families impacted by gang violence. Contractors shall engage gang involved individuals. Contractors shall maintain the triangle protocol with the Los Angeles Police Department and the grid office 
as described in the Grid Intervention Services Handbook. Contractors shall complete incident response reports and log follow-up activities in a grid database system. B, community engagement and proactive peacekeeping. Contractors shall submit a community engagement and proactive peacekeeping plan that outlines strategies to engage local gang crews, proactively maintain peace via strategic activities, identify safe passage rules for elementary, middle, and high schools, and address gang violence in and around the grid zone. A template of the community engagement proactive peacekeeping plan is included in the grid. And Roles and boundaries. Roles and boundaries of each while adding flexibility to each entity's response to incidents of violence. The triangle embodies fluid, ongoing communication between the partners to reduce levels of violence within the community. The protocol shall be exercised in all aspects of the intervention work, including but not limited to providing critical information to victim family and community members, linking victims and their families to victim assistance programs, sharing funeral services dates with partners, identifying hot spots, and developing peace-making agreements. LAPD Grid Partnership. LAPD Grid Partnership meetings will serve to convene the grid intervention contractor, grid prevention contractor, law enforcement and grid office staff. Partnership meetings will be held on a monthly basis every first Friday of the month at 2 p.m. Oh, shit. That means they just met today. They got out. They they might still be passing information. But hold on. The partners shall discuss high spots, crime trends, gang-related incidents, peace marches, funerals, vigils, community meetings, and any other information relevant to reducing levels of violence in the community. Grid office staff shall schedule secure locations, send meeting reminders, and facilitate the meetings. Grid contractors shall ensure attendance by supervisory and other relevant staff. Law enforcement, command officers, captain, lieutenant, and or sergeant shall attend. Partners are to ensure the confidentiality of items discussed. The meeting shall serve to further enhance the communication, trust, and collaboration between partners. You've given us information. We need to keep it secret so that we can trust each other. Always watching TV. Right. On stage, always watching. Well, Mike, during discussion of recent incidents of violence, now remember, this is the the uh the CIWs, the office staff, which is Big U and his his uh faculty, and the LAPD, right? They shall discuss during discussion of recent incidents of violence. Contractors shall share developments regarding family engagement, connections to victim assisted services. Incident-related events. So an incident-related event would be if somebody was shot in the 77 grid zone, right? And uh in retaliation, a rival gang member was shot. This is the type of information 
that they're required to share. But let me keep going on. The community temperature. So what's going on? Everything cool? Nah, man, it's up right now. It's that nigga over there. He don't want a piece. He, he over there on some bullshit. This was going on. Law enforcement shall share developments on arrest made, possible suspect affiliation and hotspots. Prevention shall discuss clients who have been affected by the incident due to residents proximity, affiliation and family ties. So they finna tell them who their family is, who's affiliated and all of that. That's this is what they discuss with the police. That's different shit. Opportunities to collaborate and enhance the work of each partner will be presented. Intervention shall have the opportunity to request law enforcement assistance during events. So Big U and them could call the police. We ain't never supposed to call the police, but you could call them to come attend any events you give. They coming to support you. Right? Increased law enforcement presence in a hot spot. Hey, yo, them niggas keep sliding through. You know what I'm saying? We, we expect retaliation. We need more officers over there so that them niggas lay low, man. That might keep them niggas from coming back. Like, this is what's going on. Hold on. Um, law enforcement attendance at community meetings and other requests relevant to reducing levels of violence in the community. Law enforcement may also make similar requests of intervention and grid office to enhance the effectiveness of the partnership. So just like they can get them, hey, look, man, we need to call y'all. We need some interventionists over here. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of partnership they got going on. Section two, triangle protocol. The, tri- the tri- relational triangle is comprised of three entities, community intervention workers, CIWs, law enforcement personnel, and grid office staff, which respond simultaneously to gang-related incidents of violence. The relational triangle combines the assessment and implementation of strategies by intervention contractors, the investigative and targeted suppression strategies of law enforcement, and the access to services and community organizing principles of grid office staff. The interaction among these entities affirms the incident update key points next steps identify retaliation potential and mediation needs this is what they talking about you talking about the CIWs who work for Big U's nonprofit organization the grid office staff which is Big U and his staff and law enforcement these are the things that they're going to update key points to identify retaliation potential and mediation needs. Describe services offered to victim and or victim family. Identification of hotspots, areas that may be hotter due to the incident. Community response. Describe the community response. Were the victim family or friends present? Was the community agitated? Contract. Yeah, man, them niggas over there hot about that one. That nigga got shot. That was their guy. 
Them boys ain't finna go for that. They coming back. Contractors shall log incident reports into grid ETO database in accordance with the handbook. Reports for incidents are due each Wednesday. The reports due will cover incidents that occurred Sunday through Saturday of the prior week. For example, incident date, June 1st, 2014, Sunday, Saturday, uh, June 7th, uh, 2014. Contractors shall enter incident reports into the grid ETO database for all gang-related incidents responded to by contractor. Non-gang-related incidents as determined by grid office staff, for example. Wait, so the grid office staff is going to tell them, oh, no, that, that wasn't even gang-related, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this shit crazy. Incidents that require staff deployment, community engagement, and law enforcement engagement. This is what they asking for the, the contractor, big U and them, to enter into the database. Incidents that require staff deployment, community engagement, and law enforcement engagement. Incidents requiring follow-up to reduce the potential for further violence. Hey, look, man, we need a follow-up to reduce this sh- the potential of retaliation, man. So we, we you know, so you, they got to add all of this and make sure that they log it. So it's all in this database. Contractors shall log incident follow-up forms in the grid ETO database system. Follow-up reports are due two weeks from the date of the incident. Incidents response outside the zone. Within 30 minutes of notification of an incident of violence, that may impact the zone via RACR, law enforcement, grid office, community members, etc. CIW will respond in order to obtain criminal incident information, including victim and suspects affiliation. Yeah, that nigga from uh family. This is information that the police don't know. So you telling the police that this nigga that is a victim or a suspect the, oh yeah the nigga that he don't bang but the nigga the suspect nigga he from Brims he from BN he from families he from A-Trey Gangster and that's how they so now the, that's how they profile so now they know where to, what neighborhood to go look for the suspect right including the victim and the suspect's affiliation. They also supposed to find out the affected communities, which hoods is tripping behind that. Man, fuck that. A 6-0 got shot. All the neighborhoods is tripping. 100 days, 100 nights. The severity of the incident, the ties to the zone, proximity to a summer night lights, SNL site, etc. This critical information will be used to determine the impact the incident will have within the zone. The grid office and contractor will determine the appropriate level of response. Grid office may direct contractor to respond as outlined in steps one through five above. Chapter two. Incident response. Contractors shall provide 24 hours, seven day a week incident response 
coverage for the contracted grid zone or secondary area zone. Contractors shall assign on call CIWs on a monthly schedule and outline their assignments in the community engagement plan. CIW shall have agency assigned cell phones to ensure prompt response to incident. So now y'all gotta have uh agency assigned cell phone. What is called Blackberries. Government phone. Hey, um, do we got Kevin here? Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Kevin, can you can you explain a little bit about the the uh the the reason why uh strategic reason why they would specify that they use these phones and specifically Blackberries for us? Yeah, because Blackberries Blackberries are ran on a bad server, which is uh is a Blackberry Enterprise server where they can control or see everything as far as text messages phone calls they could actually turn those phones off they could track them so they got like location on it it's almost like it's almost like it runs on its own apple server like how apple has with iphone but it's more secure so like no one can hack it no one can get into it it's way more secure that's why back in the day it was the it was the business phone corporations used it and then they transitioned to iphone but the uh the feds the feds never they 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 love the blackberry they will keep the blackberry because it's the most secure uh device so hackers and no one can really get into them it's very difficult because it's on their servers you'd have to hack their servers so that's how so the so if 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 as the contract requires they want to keep confidential all the information that these CIWs are gathering and sharing in this database that would be the perfect phone for them, correct? Yep, it encrypts conversations and everything. Right. Well, thank you, brother. I just wanted to make sure we all had that understanding. Incident responses. Within 30 minutes of notification of an incidence of violence via RACR, law enforcement, grid office, community members, etc., CIW will self-deploy in an effort to decrease community tension Reduce the probability of retaliation, engage and involve gang and crews and assist affected families and community members. Appropriate responses may include deploying to the crime scene, deploying to the hospital, deploying to a place in the community, engaging the victim or perpetrator's family. Whoa. If you know who, why would you be going to the suspect's family if you ain't the police? Engaging the victim or perpetrator's crew, engaging law enforcement, etc. CIW will maintain open communication with grid office staff and law enforcement to maintain the triangle protocol. This a lot like Contel Pro. Contractor Shaft. Contact grid office staff within 30 minutes of incident notification and exchange information to further develop the preliminary plan of action. Grid office staff will connect with law enforcement and collect the following initial information. Incident date and time. Incident location. Victims information. Suspected affiliations. Victims location. And law enforcement contact. Contractors shall provide grid office staff with an incident report. Update within 12 hours of incident deployment 
The incident update shall be delivered via phone call or email. The update shall include up-to-date information in order to dispel rumors, the temperature of the community, potential for retaliation, and immediate needs for mediation. Contract summary, again, we got it uh developing options, and it got the dates, all of that shit. It also has contact person Eve Ladue. Um, and then it's, it blocks some of the stuff. I guess it might be like redacted, but it says the agreement and its associates, associated timeline and budget may be revised as needed in order to comply with said orders and ordinances. Employees of contractor and or persons working on his, his including but not limited to subcontractors got to be vaccinated. And then it goes in the table of contents. That's all we really need. If you think you need more, I want to hear you talk. I want, I really want, I know that a lot of niggas, um, it's like falling in love with a woman that you, when you first met her, she cook you breakfast and bread, bed. She dressed up looking nice for you every chance she get so that you keep, she keep your attention, wake you up with some of that Skeleto Mo. You know what I'm saying? Cook for you. That nigga and says, once she, oh, what is that? What, hey, what is that? Scully, what is that, Scully. What is that <laughs> That's that Scully. She wake you up early in the morning with that Scully. But then what, <laughs> after a time, yeah, Skeleto Mo, right? So she wake you up with that Scully, everything peachy cream. But over the time, you know what I'm saying? She stopped cooking for you. You ain't getting no more Scully. You know what I'm saying? She always yelling at you, not being your peace, but being more of a, a, um, causing chaos within your life when you already focusing on maintaining the family and, and providing for the family and doing what you supposed to be doing as a man. Um, but you still love her because you remember how she used to be, but she ain't that woman no more. And I think that's the case that we got with big you. And I know it's going to be a lot of people who's going to argue otherwise. And I want to hear it. So anybody want to speak, you're invited to the stage. Um, we, we definitely taking any questions and anybody who got any statements, you got the opportunity to speak. Let's go. Hey, do Sims. What up? Hey, it's, hey, Mar- it's Mario, man. Hope all, hope all is well, man. I wanted to ask you, bro. How you think other Rolling Sixties feel about this? I can't speak for those six O's. You know what I'm saying? I talked to one because I invited Big U here. One thing about UOD, man, we non-biased and we ain't we ain't ducking nothing. We gonna stand on the truth and uh what we believe is best for the community by any means necessary. Um. Uh, I talked to him and what he was saying was he never fucked with the gang intervention just because it has this aura and a stitch associated with it such as this. Most gang bangers in LA. My tell you say you spoke to him? Yeah, I definitely did. I got I got bro, I've been gang banging for over I've been a gang member for uh over thirty years. So uh, through that man and in the trenches, through prison and YA and juvenile hall and camps and you, you get the, and the state and federal penitentiary, 
you get to building uh alliances, people that you get to know personally on a different level that respect you and res- you respect them. And um and and specifically, he was like, man, I t- I told him that and that he, he said, well, he, Big U said he'll do the interview, but he don't want to do it on Clubhouse. I said, nah, bro, listen, you you know that we're non-biased, but uh, I'm telling you, it looked real bad. I don't know how he could explain any of this because he, well, you know, his lawyer went over the contract. I said, I'm quite sure he did, but I also just seen the No Jumper interview where um, Big U specifically talked about how he studied this stuff and began this stuff while he was still incarcerated. So you understand law to it, at least an extent to understand what's going on. But more than that, as representing yourself as an activist or even more than that, a California revolution in progress, right? You under, you should understand those early that we, that's always been our enemy. That they ain't meant this good yet. You want to talk about all of the slaves and all of the investigations and crooked cops planting drugs and killing and assassinating gang members and our leaders. Fuck the gang members. Our leaders. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Malcolm. Martin. Malcolm. Martin. Like you, if you are this proper representation of Crip, I'ma stand with you to the death. But you know, like I know, nigga, that's not our get down, bro. Well, at, at least it ain't our get down. But obviously, um, Big U thinks that, uh, that's acceptable because he authored this contract. He benefited financially from this contract. So uh, that's a good question. I can't really speak for them, but I can tell you how my boy look. He like, man, I don't, I ain't with that gang intervention stuff. I know that he ain't put nobody in jail. I said, well, it's kind of like a conspiracy in in um under the law. Like, does that mean that he shouldn't be held liable? Because a motherfucker doing a third party snitching. Hey, look, hey, stat. I don't like the brother Mario. This nigga threatening me and all of this shit. He got dope all up in his house and shit. So look, stats, this is what we gonna do. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, want this shit on my name, but I'm gonna pay you. And what I need you to do is go gather the information and then we gonna send law enforcement up in there on that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And, and right, niggas right, is right, gonna right. say, niggas gonna say stats is a snitch, but it's never gonna come to do Sims. Do Sims no cut, no smut. That's right? even worse. So, and then what he said, he said, Big U said, go read the book, the, um, the, uh, the coon that stood by the door. What's it called? The, that sat by the door. The spook that's, that sat by the door. And I said, this ain't that situation, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the spook that sat, sat, sat by the door, the difference between that is his allegiances and his intentions was always for what's best for his people. 
And in this situation, the police ain't never been best for our people. They were designed from its inception to terrorize, brutalize, and keep us under the heel of white supremacy. Hey, hey Monte, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. All right. Not a big youth situation, but any black man that's doing for their community, right? I'm just assuming if you reach a certain level, one day you got to sit down with your enemy. You think you got to do that? Like, do you have to? Listen, listen, sitting down, shout out Queen and Zinga, rest in peace. She sat down with the Portuguese, even though they didn't offer her a chair. But her troops ran and sat down in front of them. Sitting down with them is one thing, but allowing them to dictate the terms of the agreement that you ever come to is another. Cause I'm listening, on, I'm listening to you and I'm still thinking if you got to sit down with your enemy, they still going to want some favors. Well, well listen, it, it's not favors, it's concessions. But one thing that won't be conceded is, um, uh, uh, our independence, our independence of thought. We always been about governing our own, bro. That's the difference. Specifically, when you talk about you a crip of blood. And we inherited that from the Black Panther Party. Because those people don't mean it's no good. Gather information. That's a concession you believe is worth. Is that what you arguing? To gather information about crimes within the community. Is that what you believe is worth? That concession? Hell no. Hell no. But Big U did. Especially with that two million dollar, two point seven million dollar budget. He sold out his community. He's a house nigga. Let him astray. And a lot of them don't know no better, but he definitely do. So when you want to, we got questions. I'm glad y'all asking these questions because he knows that he got to answer to the people. See, as a gangbanger, as all that you answer to your hood, y'all can hood politic, all of that. But when you say you're an activist and that you say you're a community leader, then you need to answer to the community. Since when did we start working with the police and start getting our people? It, it's cool for our people to do the police job. And that, Gather and information on our people. To me, that's he already committed treason. He already committed treason to the people by giving information up on the people. Because the whole mission statement is to be independent. It's, the whole that, mission that. statement is to have power over our own so we can govern our own. We don't need another army to govern us. You Would you think America would allow Germany to have their army over here governing us, telling us what we can do, telling enforcing their law? You got to understand they're enforcing their law. They're not out here protecting and serving because if you 
protecting and serving, you'll be stopping and decreasing the violence. The violence only stops when the community comes to an understanding. It never had nothing to do with the police. They never gave us a solution. So therefore, it made it essential for the activists to be actively in the community to create that type of safe space for the individuals to prosper. They never gave us peace. They gave us nothing more but corruption and brutality and fatality. We see it time and time again. On another, on another uh, side, on the flip side of the coin, that uh, Eggy Egg, I think that was you that asked me that. At some point, do you yeah, believe yeah, you need good. to? You do you believe that you need to sit down with your enemy? Well, I don't believe that Big used my enemy, even though I'm a Brit. Well, now I do, but not because of his gang affiliation. We was taught that self hate, and as long as we continue to uh, uh, push that self hate. And we killing each other. They cool with that. Right? Just like the slave catcher. But once you start getting aggressive with them and you're violent, you're black, then they got a, they got a cage for you. Or they're going to assassinate you because you're a threat to the system. The system of rule of the elite white supremacists. They've been conquered this land. Remember from the beginning when we was listening to the videos? So it's one thing to conquer land. Look what happened in Iraq. And then it's another thing to maintain control of what you have conquered. So that's where they come with counterintelligence, pacifying the community, seeing who will be able to, if we they benefit from this, Oh, the, the uh, Kurds in Iraq, they want the oil in Kirkuk and all of this stuff. So if we give them that, they're going to fight with us against Al-Qaeda in Iraq and all of that. The Shiites hated Saddam Hussein. So we, if we give them control of the government and all of that, then they're not even going to fight with Saddam. The U.S. Fought, spent all that money all those years, fought, found no nuclear weapons and was fighting less than 20% of the comp- country of Iraq. And and part of that 20% is women and kids that didn't fight. Yeah, I was over Divide there. and conquer. Divide and conquer. They were already divided. Just like we divided. So, as, and, and motherfuckers like Big U continue to benefit Financial. You think he won't, he really won't peace? Why he ain't hollered at the brand? They just did a poll. 95% of the people in the world said that they would, that they would all be in favor of a peace treaty between the Bloods and the Crip. That's almost a hundred percent of the world. Well, the hundred percent of the world Everywhere that took the poll, right? 95%. You say you a leader. Why you ain't hollering at us? Why you ain't hollering at the 20? Why is LA on fire for the last year and a half? 
when you're doing gang intervention and he going to talk about, oh, I put all of these kids in college. Congratulations. We not talk about that. The football program for the youth. That's cool. How many of them going to make it to the NFL or at least to a college football program? Who knows? But it's going to be a small percentage. Give them some kind of qualities and skills that's going to translate in the future and keep them away from falling to the same fate that we fell to. And none of that justifies you working with the enemy. Anybody else want to build on that? Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. I wish I could ask them like, what does the CIW have to do with logging in information that they acquire from the streets and different situations and hotspots that's transpiring in these different communities? Why do they have to log it in a database? And that database is, is connected to the LAPD 77 division. Like, why is that so a necessity? Why is that, why is that so key? And on top of that, like, why is it that it's confidential? Why does that have, why, why you have to be confidential? It's a paper trail. So like, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want people to know that these people are telling, uh, quote unquote street business and what's going on. Of course we want to stop the violence, but what if something happened and it was a misunderstanding and that, and it was a, a mistaken identity and these people record this stuff and they tell the police something and it's not accurate and they take an innocent man to jail. These are the type of things like I want answers to because if you're supposed to be a pillar of the community and you're a face, which everybody knows and sees and loves, then it shouldn't be a problem with men sitting down at the table and conveying about things like this because this is important from the rich, from the from the from the orchestra from the originality and how this place and how that whole system was formed until now you see it. And it's still the same thing going on. And you working and laying in bed with these individuals. We just want to talk like men and get a, a clear understanding on what the direction and why these things are being implicated and why they why they are they are. And we don't really have answers. We don't really have the answers from the person who created it. T- today, I-, I hollered at my pop. My pops called me, right? Shout out John Jr., man. And he was, he, he was like, man, what's up with the shit with Big U, man? You know what I'm saying? I said, what you mean? He said, man, you know, I was up in the pen on the yard with that dude. I had the yard for the homies. He had the yard for the, uh, neighborhoods. Like I, I'm smooth with him, even though he got it. Him and my brother had fight in the county jail. You know what I'm saying? Uh, free book of brim. You know what I'm saying? But, um, and he was like, uh, I'm like, listen, man, this and this and that. He said, well, what if he just finessing the city and this and this and that? I said, well, you can't hold that option out that he's finessing the city and maybe that he's not doing that. But one thing's for sure within, within that contract, they made it clear that if the CIWs weren't uploading this into the database, if they weren't gathering and sharing this information with the LAPD, they had three, uh, disclaimers in there. That that would be the end of their, the, uh, partnership, the agreement and the funding. And I said, when, when you was on the yard and he was still trying to defend him, you know what I'm saying? And this is a, uh, OG Brim nigga, triple OG Brim nigga, 64 years old, uh, defending the rolling 60 crib. 
And I said, well, okay, let me take you to the yard real quick. Since y'all was on the yard together. I said, when, when you got to the pen, if, if OSJ or gang goon squad or anybody came to try to holler at you or discuss to you any issues on, on the, on the yard, what you going to do? He said, well, I'm going to take one of the homies because I'm, our protocols prevents any, any Damus or keyways from going to talk to the police and discuss any issues in confidentiality without another homie, uh, uh, as a witness to whatever was discussed. You understand what I'm saying? I said, well, in this case, right, 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 right. in this case, that's a breach of a, a protocol because they asked for the confidentiality. You understand what I'm saying? He said, I get you. And he stopped trying to defend him. He understood he was fighting a losing battle. You know what I'm saying? He was wise enough to realize that I hope that a lot of them do, young dudes over there in the six O's who've been manipulated over the years by old niggas just like him. And I hope that a lot of young kids in the, in the community, uh, don't get manipulated by his type. Cause he's not the only type. You got niggas in New York. We be on them and people be hating. Man, y'all just hating on New York and bro, we don't discriminate. Nigga, if you foul, if you a fraud, we gonna flame your ass. Because you're not, you're a cancer and poisonous to our community. You gonna mislead these kids to prison. Like that shit is cool. Before they 18. With records that they gonna have to carry for the rest of their year, that's gonna put them at even more of a disadvantage. They already young black. Young and black, that's two strikes against them already. We need every one of them motherfuckers, as soon as they turn 18, to be able to go register to carry a gun, to protect their women, their sisters. And then when they have kids, their daughters and their sons. I don't have that right. If you really for the community, we need to arm up. And they can't arm up as the, if they got co- convictions and felonies. So yeah, we gonna flame you niggas. This shit ain't about no East Coast. It ain't about no West Coast. This shit ain't about no Crips. This ain't about no Bloods. This is about black communities, melanated communities, inner city communities, and their struggles against the attacks from the judicial educational and financial systems and institutions in this country. I'm going to go ahead and land my mic right there. And we got any questions? So it seemed like we all got a, a, a general understanding that he Big U definitely breached the contract with the trust with the community by his trust and dealing with the police to assist them in taking down the community. Definitely. I mean, people be having questions for all that, all that drama, all that riffraff, all that he say, she say. People be having all them kind of questions for that. But when it's dealing with something like this, dealing with something like 
you hiring our people to be low-key informants and you working with the police hands-on, giving them vital information to things that's happening in these streets. Nobody got nothing to say. No curiosities. No inquisitions. No nothing. Like, nobody's inquisitive about this. This is this, this doesn't raise an alarm. Did, six, did, the, did the agenda of 6ix9ine really work? Is niggas okay with snitching and hanging out with the rats and stuff now? Because that, that's what it seemed like it's coming to, bro. That's what it seems well, like. Well, that's the, that's their agenda. Like, you get to talk about, uh, Whack 100 and all the foul shit he do, COINTELPRO shit he do. Like, he brought the, and exposed this, uh, Wolfstar TV, whatever the dude name, uh, the video he said Keita sent them. Oh, and that's something else that they passed the message saying that Keita did send it to him, but she sent it to him and Big U at the same time. Um, but in any event, I'm not even worried about their, uh, family feuds or whatever they got going on on that level. I'm just making sure that I got that out there. Um, but nigga, it's like whack 100. You wouldn't have never exposed this if Hassan Campbell didn't record you and put you so far at odds. Y'all was already at odds, but so far at odds to where big you wasn't even taking your calls and ain't taking your calls. You expose this as a last resort, hoping that somebody else would try, probably try to do something that would prevent you from having to face the fire that your bitch ass know you got coming because you exposed a whole lot. Nigga, y'all two, uh, two, Two snakes with the same tail, man. Nigga, y'all niggas been business partners for years. Right. They was at the round table together. Yeah, they had the round table. Remember? Go on YouTube. The round table. So you, you, you mean to tell me that you didn't know and you didn't give a fuck? You don't give a fuck about Snowbilly being a rat? You don't give a fuck about six nine being a rat. That's business, dudes. That's business. Yeah, yeah I, I I bet Big U gonna say this is business it's also. Business. Yeah, yeah. and Big U gonna say this is business also. It's business, blood. So, this is what I'm asking: Is this is what where we at? Do they pacified the community so much that all of the resistance is gone. Well, I'm, I'm gonna answer my own motherfucking question. All the resistance ain't gone. Cause you OD in this motherfucker. Don't fuck your bag up. I mean, he didn't tell on you. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, no, no. Look, this what I'm saying. Cause look, he look, just because he fuck with a snitch, I mean, it's just business because, you know, Shit, he ain't tell on me. And then the nigga said he don't get... Look, they tried to fuck his baby mama, so he got a right to tell, homie. Wow. He got a right to tell because they tried to fuck his bitch. Hey, dog, we, we, getting off a con we getting off a concept, man. How the fuck we get from what we was talking about to this, talking about that fucking 6'9", um, motherfucker? No, I, it's, it's hey. just... It's just no, it's, no, it's, <laughs> it's excuses that people... He was, he was, uh, being sarcastic right. with all the <laughs> yeah, excuses but... that, that people use to try to justify snitching. Oh, that's that hey. gang shit. 
I ain't no gang member. Nah, we just told you we're not working with the law enforcement come from. Right. You right. black, my nigga. Right? Um, oh, everybody tried to associate. We showed two videos that highlighted the history of law enforcement and it started with them being slave catchers. People that were just every white citizen. And I thought that they only had to do it for a month, but it was required that they did it for a year or they would have to uh, pay fines or face uh, penalties, right? Hey, hey can um, I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Hey, yeah, back to this shit with Big U, homie, real quick, man. I know you was trying to make a point, but I just I'm just trying to understand something because you this this is this is a lot, homie. I mean, you know, the, the homeboy said, you know, we 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 always got questions with all that bullshit going on, but when something really like this come about, man, everybody on mute, and I ain't on mute, homie. My name is Bleak, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the beginning, homie. You know what I mean? They call me Stoney. And my question, Salute. my question, my question is this, homie. He's like, so this, this dude took all this motherfucking paper to, 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 to so-called, um, give them information on hood business and, um, and not just his hood, just hoods all around. So his, mine, yours and everybody else's, right? Fact. So it's like, was he, was he supposed to, was everybody supposed to be involved? Was this supposed to be like a, was that, was that dude supposed to go around and be like, look, man, the, the, the government is giving us a bag, man, to try to keep the peace. This was one of them kind of things, huh? It definitely wasn't because. What I, I, I mean, what I mean, keep the peace, like the homie, the big homie tell the little homies, like, look, man, you know what I'm saying? Let's, 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 you know what I'm saying? It, you know, we could just, you know what I mean? Just. Just stop, stop, you know, stop the busting for a minute, man. They're going to give us a bag, man, to keep it, you know, just to keep it cool. You know, the police tired of running over here putting yellow tapes on niggas and shit. Like, you know, it was that kind of, I mean, I'm just trying to really understand, like, what the, what the fuck is this, man? Listen, that was the guys that they used it at. Because I'm quite sure you being from BN, uh, the BNs is right there on the other side of yeah, Slauson, yeah, yeah. that's part. Um, so... People would say a trade gangster and families and all that. The Brims been there. The Van S boys been there. That's their natural enemy. So right. this directly affect affects your community. So um, yeah, ideally we yeah, would all love too. and would would vote and would be at the table. You know what I'm saying to talk about that if that was what it was about. But that's not a conversation that's been had. We just lost a little homie last week, bro. Rest right. in peace, KC. You right. understand what I'm saying? So, um, as far as this gang intervention shit that he, he preaching, you know, like I know, that's not how he addressed it. He took that money and basically what he'd be able to do is utilize the police at his dispense, law enforcement by exchanging information, collecting and exchanging information with police. From within the streets and the communities and the, the, uh, uh, the network of people that he know. And he knows a lot. He know niggas from being. He hey, know niggas look, from 50. Right, right. But look, uh, so, so my question, my thing is too, but if he did finesse, if he did finesse, man, and got shit going on where he just taking his money, he really ain't, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying he could get on this form and say, nah, he could, I mean, you know, he couldn't get on this damn platform and be like, um, 
Nah, man, I feel, you know what I mean? I mean, still, you know, the police, it's motherfuckers from the police, but they always say the police don't do this. Fuck the, all that shit. Do films okay? Do films come out west in Chicago? Do films is all right. Stats to it is all right. Y'all hell is all right. Everybody's all right. Talking. What are you talking about? Well, I just, I'm like, I can't wait to hear an answer from him, man. This dude go get him. But I ain't never seen him get on these platforms, well, man. All the shit that been going is, on. He has been right, on this well, platform. Fuck, fuck. He been on this platform before. But, oh, okay. uh, fuck, I, I ain't never, fuck. you know. Yeah, he ain't I'm kind of new to this, bro. I'm new to this too, man. Yeah, he ain't been to this room, the UOD, but he been on Clubhouse before. What I'm oh, saying okay. is, fuck the, 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 the soap opera shit with Whack Run Honey. Whack Run right, Honey right. ain't even from our community. He, he, he made that very clear. So we ain't fucked at his situation with him and addressing that. We talking about when you're utilizing the community to get a bag on behalf of the community in the name of pushing for peace within the community. When we're not seeing that peace. And then we come to find out that within the contract partnership agreement that you have is with 77 division LAPD, right? And that you're responsible for making sure you train your CIWs to go gather information at crime scenes, violent yeah. crime scene, gang crime scene to get names of yeah. victims Name of perpetrators, right? Gang uh, affiliations of victims. Bad, I'm, I'm hey, laughing, hey, but hey, this hey, shit hey, look hey, real bad. Your IG, your social security, your phone, chill, right? chill, 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 chill. They're getting all the information on you. They essentially studying you. Hey, dude, if you can get this, if you can get this nigga up here and answer for this, man, I can't, I can't wait for this episode. Yeah, we well, uh, I tried, bro. Um, I'm, I'm quite sure after this, I'm gonna be getting a phone call, but that's cool too. Cause one thing for sure, I'm prepared to die for what I believe in, and what I believe in is is yeah. fighting for our people wholeheartedly, right? So, um, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he really is prepared to do that. And the cold thing about it, even if they knock me down, um, he already exposed. Um, and on top of that. Nigga, I got a crew of niggas called the UOD that's going to pick up that motherfucking flag and keep pressing, applying that pressure moving forward, not just to him, but everybody like him. The William O'Neills, right? All of the snitches that took away our leaders and those who really stood for our community. Right, right, right. 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 Hey, 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 Monta. What up with the NBA? Because this not no light shit. Do you think everybody on mute because they scared? I'm quite sure some people are, right? But this is what I do understand. You can continue to live life as a slave and accept that, or you can continue to fight for equality and independence. And I'm, I'm, I'm a die anyway. I'm 42 years old. I was supposed to die before I turned 25. And trust me, it's been over 500 rounds total shot at me in my lifetime, bro. From police, op, uh, uh, opposition and everybody. And I'm still here. 
And I believe that's the reason that I am still here. For this right here. To keep pushing this right here. To tell people about my story. To tell people that that's a story that they could believe in. So that they don't feel like they get manipulated by OG Matt in New York. Corey King in New York. Tribe Gangsters. Big U's. Whack 100s. All of these people who don't give a fuck about the people, man. I'm of the struggle. I'm for the struggle. And I'm here for my people. If, 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 if dying for that is, is gonna be my fate, well shit, I already exceeded my life expectancy. At least I'm standing for something just. One honey. One motherfucking honey, nigga. Thanks. Niggas don't got no integrity, no morals. They just look up to niggas because they had a name in the neighborhood and they got money, bro. They don't do no background checks. They don't ask no questions. They just sit and they just be, they be little, they be little puppets, man. Cause they scared to ask questions. Like, <laughs> and, and years ago, Snoop had a peace rally. You think that, um, uh, that's connected? Absolutely, man. All of them dudes dealing with him. It ain't that shit be bullshit, bro. It's bullshit. Because at the end of the day, we know who's doing what. We know who pushing a lie. When they come to our understanding with the other side, that's when we gonna have peace. Can't no motherfucking police give us that. Niggas gotta give you that. Nigga, Stash 280 want that. Niggas gotta get him that. Do Sims want that. Niggas gotta get him that. If motherfuckers wanna do that, the stand around shit, motherfuckers give me that too. With your little bitch ass. Fuck motherfuckers. Can you say that in English, please? Oh, no. Hey, Jerm, you had hey, something look. to say. I wanted to, you, you was in the goo saying you had something to say. Okay. Who had something Jerm. to say? Jerm. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, well, look, welcome to the UOD. I really want to thank everybody for standing through that fucking seven page reading, two videos, and just to get to that understanding. I hope that y'all spread the word within y'all community, not only about this, this, uh, fallen leader, uh, Big U, aka Draws, but about other fake activists and false leaders. And make sure that y'all tell them about the UOD, man. Cause we here, we definitely gonna got events coming up. Uh, not just in LA, not just in Jersey, not just in New York. Um, we gonna make our motherfucking rounds. Um, we got a petition right now to hold Black Lives Matter accountable for, uh, misrepresentation and, uh, uh, misuse of funds, um, and capitalizing off of our pain without any tangible solutions when at the least they should have been pushing and overturn qualified immunity and hold uh dirty cops accountable when they shoot unarmed black men, uh mostly black men, but shit, just 
unarmed citizens, period. Every person, black or not black, should have that right to make it all. Hey, 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 uh, stats 280. I want to, can I get a, can I get that Nipsey forever on supply shit? And then we gonna boom this motherfucker. But, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey. Um, now I understand what you was dealing with, my nigga. Um, but that, that, you might have lost that battle, my nigga, but the war continues, man. Nipsey hustle forever on supply shit. Shout out to the town moves in the two ways. What's up? Uh, you win a T-Y. You win a T-Y. That's a you. Oh, go ahead, Jerm. Yeah, I wanted to say about this big U situation, right? When that incident happened with Black Sam and you read the paper, it said that Black Sam had busted an officer. And it always left me wondering with this whole incident with Nipsey and stuff that was, was big, you the rat, and did Nipsey discover that, and did he keep that secret? All these things make me wonder, because when I watched that Hip Hop Uncovered uh, documentary too, the nigga got sentenced to hella time, but then all of a sudden he got out in 13 years. You know, all that stuff is just weird. I just wanted to say that. It's just, it's, it's all adding up now, though. It's all making sense. Thanks for using your head, King. Listen what Ned was telling. Some fly shit. I'ma draw the line, you niggas pick who you gon' ride with Simple ass niggas happy cause they fuck my side bitch But she just mad at me cause she ain't the one I ride with Drop down and pick your heart up off the floor, girl And quit trying to convince me that your ass is not a hoe, girl Wonder why I'm not picking up my phone well the last 12 months I done travel across the whole world And niggas hoping I'ma flop, but meanwhile I been getting paid on every stop Neighborhood niggas still good on every block Still bust on any nigga acting like he can't get shot Hold up, I got an extra clip for the Johnny Spill Burner on my lap, only difference is the wheels Murder is a fact when you out here in the field Cause jealous niggas dealing with emotions only bitches feel Nine times out of ten, they just want a friend But I've been real before rap, so I won't pretend Tell them to they face all the flaws that I'm noticing I never fuck with your type and I won't begin And then it's all we on is high horse But bottom line, bitch, nigga, this is my horse Never kill nothing, you just wait on it to die first But this gon' be the season that you want your niggas fly north Drop classic at the classic Streets on fire, soft rappers can't match this I ain't doing features even if they got the cash Me and Black Sam ballin' out the shop on Sloss and Ab Look, it's way more profit in these clothes Why I give away this music and make double back in shows I 360 myself and I exercise control I hustle.com, I digital Louis Stowe Tell them, catch up now or find out later I'm revenge and a form of success to all haters Where events is a form of respect To spectators and your friends keep it real for a sec And switch later in this Material world, the thought is contagious Insecurities created cause niggas is less famous And most of the time they just sit in for these hoes So it's fucking up their lives when she see there's no control, no control, no control, no control, no control.